0: I'm Elizabeth. Bell, and I'm Elsie Kay. What are we talking about today? <laughs> Something kind of crazy at first,
1: but it's going to go deeper. Hang with us.
0: I'm hanging with her too, guys.
1: Yeah, she's she's giving me that oh boy, watch out look. <laughs> um, so first Thessalonians 5:20, it says Paul says some some weird kind of things. He says, "Do not despise prophecies. Do not treat prophecies with contempt." Don't stifle those who have a word from the master. Now, he doesn't say, that's three different translations. Okay. So I'm reading it to you. So ESV, don't despise prophecies. Okay. Okay. NIV, do not treat prophecies with contempt. Hmm. And then the message, don't stifle those who have a word from the master. So last week, we did talk a little about reading things in different translations. So you yeah. can see there how do not despise prophecy seems pretty vague, yeah. right? And so taking it to that next level with the NIV and then the message, because don't stifle those who have a word from the master. Basically, listen to people who are going to tell you about Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the Allison
1: Kane translation. <laughs> they don't have that at the Bible bookstore yet. Right. But to me, getting through to the message translation, that's what it kind of comes down to. So that's what we're talking about today. So it sounds kind of weird when you're like, don't despise prophecies. But it's its, it's saying, don't shut people down when they want to tell you about the Lord. Mm. And where do we learn about
0: the Lord? Well, I mean, these days you can learn about it sitting on your couch watching TV. You can listen to a podcast. You can go into the Bible Yeah. Friends. I feel like I'm just, I'm just reaching here guys. Throw me, throw me a bone, Alice. I mean, you can obviously read about God in the Bible. There's so many ways to hear about them.
1: Well, so it says prophecy and it says the Lord. And so what I think about is what it's basically saying is don't despise the Bible and what it says. That's what Paul's saying, you know, because where do we read about these prophecies? We read about them in the Bible Where where do we hear God's word now? Because he's not here. Jesus isn't here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the Holy Spirit, like we talked about last week, and not to quench him. And so basically don't despise the Bible, that it is alive and relevant, and pay attention to it. And so when I first read this, I'm like, oh, check, no problem. I read the Bible. I love the Bible. No problem. I don't have to worry about this. But then the Holy Spirit's like, tap, tap, tap. Really, Allison? Because um, if you consider, just consider this, if you're not reading and studying and in the word of God, are you really treating it with the love that it deserves? Are you despising it?
0: I don't know. Mm. So when you said the prophets or the prophecies, I was imagining like, a little, little church lady, and I wanted to smack her with her purse. You know when that big old purse
1: she <laughs> The end of the world is near.
0: Yeah, I mean, because, so for me, maybe you're like me. Maybe your early interactions with the church were not good. And so when you're saying things like don't despise the prophets, you know, a lot of these um, people in church feel like they know what's best for your life, and they're going to tell you about it, and they're going to condemn you. Right? And so when you start saying that, I already put walls up and I was straight thug swinging in the lobby of the church.
1: <laughs> we are not talking about little Miss Mary at the chur- on the end of the per- church pew who's decided her spiritual gift is prophecy.
0: Okay. <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> you lost me. No like,
1: offense if your name is Mary. Uh, <laughs> just grab that one because that was Jesus' mom's name. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but I think Paul here... He is telling people, to, you know, don't stifle those that have a word from the of, from the Lord. Well, he's one of those people.
0: Yeah. So
1: he is really talking about, I mean, they don't have, they didn't have, you know, their whole books of the Bible to sit at and look, but they had the disciples, mm-hmm. you know, they had these prophets of God. They had all these people that were going to be coming and that they could listen to that knew, you know, had interacted with God in their in prior generations i mean you know moses like he got i mean he got some words man <laughs> and so, if you're not listening to moses
0: but it also says um you know in the end times many false prophets shall rise and shall you know deliver many false teachings and yeah. and actually many people will stray with the false prophets true and, and why will they stray
1: because they don't know what the truth tree, tree right. is.
0: And luckily, in this day and age, we can go pick up lots of translations um, for ourselves because one of my other favorite quotes um, is from Priscilla Shire. And it says, if you don't study the truth of God's word, how will you detect the lies of the enemy? Oh, love that. And so, you know, when the enemy comes or, or when a false prophet comes, they don't necessarily come with a blatant disregard for God's word. It's That's right. just a little different. That's exactly right. So a little twist,
1: attention. just like the snake. Yeah. You know, the serpent in the Garden of Eden. I mean, he wasn't all up in your face having protests and stuff, right? I right. mean, he, it was very subtle. It was not in your face. And it was just like a small
0: twist of the word. And um, normally to make you question what you're thinking. Exactly,
1: And that I know doubt. a lot
0: of us are feeling that right now.
1: Preach, sister. Yes.
0: I know I'm seeing so many people that are posting different podcasts that they're listening to that are, you know, and I'm not saying that all those are wrong. All I'm saying is a lot of us are questioning where we stand with a lot of things right now. Yes. And the number one place you need to go is into the Word of God. Yes, ma'am. For yourself.
1: and And we're podcasters. But we're still telling you, if you only have time for us or the Bible, you need to be in the Bible. Bible.
0: Yeah, for real. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Turn off your radio. Turn off your television. Turn off your news app. Turn off your podcast, your Audible. Turn off us and open the Word of God because He has the answers. We cannot despise that. We cannot stifle it. It is true. What was true then is true now and will be. And He doesn't change.
0: Yeah, but here's the great thing: we do live in a time where we have all of this technology, so we can learn. Yes. At the feet of great, wise people, many of whom have podcasts or have sermons that we can listen to in our car. Yes. Which and is I awesome do,
1: to fill to fill up my heart and my soul. But I think I look at all books, all podcasts, and all message like a buffet. Okay. I don't stuff the whole pie. Or eat everything on the buffet. We have to be discerning.
0: Mm, There's a churchy word, discerning. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that word.
1: We have to be on the lookout for those little, like the serpent, like you were saying, those little tiny twists that add a hint of doubt in our hearts and our minds about the truth and about what we've been taught and about what the Bible says. So you've got to be on alert for those. And the Holy Spirit will tag you in if you're listening. You'll be like, tap, tap, tap on your shoulder. You'll feel that nudge often. I mean, if you're not in tune, we can totally miss it and get wrapped up. But it's a buffet, people.
0: Yeah, you know, there are a lot of people I respect and I love maybe the tone in which they deliver a message or I love, um, you know, some of the things they say, but I don't agree with everything that comes out of their mouth. Right. Just like you probably don't agree with everything that comes out of my mouth and that's okay because I'm a broken nose too. That's right. And this is where I am in my walk, and those people are in a different place, right? Everyone has a different perspective, a different angle, which is why it's so amazing to hear from them all. But at the end of the day, you have to take it and compare it to the Bible. I agree. But also, what if I am feeling a little apprehensive about what someone said? What do you say?
1: Well, I I mean, I think that— Praying that ever you have someone in your life who you feel is grounded and rooted in um in the word of God and in their faith, or you know just someone who maybe a couple of steps ahead of you on the road, right? Um, that you could sit down and talk to. And I guess you know my thing is I feel as if conversations can't happen anymore. Um, there's a fear in having conversations with people because. We're being told that if you don't agree with me, then you hate me. Um, If you don't agree with me, then you're a terrible person. And that is not the case. We, none of us are going to agree about everything all the time. We have to have the ability to sit down with one another and learn from one another and hear other people's opinions to grow, to share, to correct. And I feel as if we've lost that art recently in the world.
0: I agree. And I think part of it is people are afraid, but also we become so closed off. And I'm just not talking about this COVID era. I'm just talking over the past couple of years, we're so closed off because we're trying so hard to be perfect and to have it all together mm-hmm. that we will never let someone in right. to know who we are deep down inside. And so we've never expressed the real us, and so we feel overlooked, unimportant, but you're not giving anyone access to you. I have few people that have access to me, but the people that have access to me have full access to me. You have the ability to call me out. Yes. Because I trust, A, that you have my best interest in mind, right? And B, I know that you, you're trying to go the same place I'm going to, right? We're striving for the same end goal. And it's not to make our kids look perfect and go to the perfect college. It's because we just want our friends and our family and everyone we know to come on up to heaven with us. And so that's right. when you find those people, when you can get real with those people, that's when the questions and the conversations can happen. But far too often we feel like we need to sit down with a conversation with someone that doesn't even know what our daily life is like. And we're going to actually have an intellectual conversation with them. Yeah, yeah it seems like a waste of...
1: Waste of time. So I, ha- I recently had lunch with someone who reached out, and uh, I thought this was so speaks so much um, to her. Um, I guess just who she is, her strength, and her willingness to listen. And she said, "I just need to be and talk to and hear from someone who has older kids, because mine are about to approach where yours are, have been, and I need some wisdom." Mm-hmm. I mean, if she had never said that, and thankfully I had those people in my life too. So I'm like, heck to the, yeah, I would love to share with you because not only have I lived it, but I had the benefit of sitting with other women who had gone before me. And I feel like I did, I would have never made it without some of their wisdom and advice and input. And it doesn't mean I'm, she's going to do everything I suggested, or even she may not even agree with everything I suggested, but she's putting herself out there.
0: Mm-hmm
1: with someone, hopefully, you know, that she feels, she felt as if she could trust and who was on the same page with her as far as, you know, our walks with the Lord. And that's important.
0: Yeah.
1: I was so thankful to do it. And I'm so thankful for the people that I can reach out to. I know you've been my person so many times too. I'm like, <laughs> girl, okay, here it is. Write me in. Tell me what I'm doing wrong.
0: We, we, we do, Talk me we down off the wealth. fence.
1: <laughs> you need people like that.
0: Yeah, but don't, you can't just sit by a computer and expect to find those people in your chat rooms. That might be a good place to start a conversation with someone that might be who you need to talk to. But you need to go deeper than that. You need to really know what people's end goals are, and not even, that that sounds so like pretentious. But I really need to know what your what what's your thought on life? Yeah. Like if you're just you know here to have a heyday, and make as much money as you can, and party the whole time, and you know hope that you make it to wherever the afterlife is, or maybe come back as a dog, like, man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure I'm going to take that kind of advice from you, like, if I want to know of a good party, I'll call you,
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, go to the right source, another thing, another side of this is, if you are the person that someone reaches out to, mm. and, and asks to sit down, and you know, they want to glean some wisdom from you or just have a conversation. It's so important for that, for us, if you're, if you're that person in that role to be honest and forthright and not be like, well, let me tell you how it's done. This is how we do everything. And we have this chart and it works perfectly because we all know that is not true. No one has the perfect life. So it is so important. Even when someone comes to you for advice to say, look, I don't have it all together, but I'm happy to share what what I've lived through, what's gone right, what's gone wrong, but being humble and sincere and not making that other person feel as if, wow, I'm really far behind. Have you ever been in those? I mean, I've been in those conversations where I was like, okay, I was really feeling bad before I had this conversation. Now I feel even worse.
0: Well, it's really funny because I don't ever get called about that kind of stuff, but the few occasions that I have, I've been like, I can tell you what not to do. (laughs) <laughs> i got all of what not to do's for you. I'll hook you up. But the <laughs>
1: honesty, right? I mean, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, I know that my husband has an incredible men's group that they meet um, with, they can have, like Bible studies slash accountability group, whatever they want to call it. And they, they will have these honest conversations and share things. And it's so important for men and women to have this, you know, and not be afraid to say, hey, brother, I don't think that's really the right way of thinking. Maybe you should consider this. But knowing that person's heart and knowing that they're saying that, not to call you out to make you feel guilty and look bad, but because they love you, care about you, and want you to grow in your relationship with your family, with your friends, and with the ward.
0: Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that brings me back to our conversation about a week and a half ago, and I was telling you something that was going on yeah. with my husband, and you were like, well, what are you going to do about that? And I was like, uh, nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you are like,
0: well think you need to pray about that. Dang it! <laughs> when you when I give you a high pitched well, it was a yeah. I already knew that's my
1: southern way of saying yeah. That's not the right answer. <laughs> and here it comes. Here comes some
0: tree. I was like, I don't like what you're saying, but I know you're being honest, and I know you're being truthful, and I know you're right, and I will eventually get on that same horse.
1: <laughs> Just give me a little bit of time, and I'm going to be mad about it for a
0: little bit. I'm with you, girl. Yes. I know it's like, dang
1: it. I know that's the right thing to do. I do not feel like doing it.
0: Why am I apologizing? I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, you're not alone. You're not alone <laughs> in this feeling. But it is paying attention to to what we should be doing and how we should be treating others, putting self aside, not quenching the spirit, paying attention to the scriptures, not setting it aside, not discounting it as some old document That should go through the shredder, but something alive and purposeful. I know that so many times throughout our conversations, we talk about how there has been a scripture that we know we've read a hundred times, but it came at just the right moment for a particular situation that we were in and how the Lord just used it to speak truth in life um, and hope into us and to help us overcome fear or anxiety. And you just, it is so alive. And breathing, and I can read the same story in the Bible 10 times over the course of a decade and get something new out of it because it is a relevant breathing scripture.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as we book. close, I do want to say um, it's important to have people that you are striving not to be like them, but to have faith like them. Mm-hmm. And if you have something like that in your life where you go, wow, I really wish I knew how to play pray like that. Or, you know, I wish I knew how to study the Bible like that. Here's the thing. A person like that that you really, you know, look up to, if you reached out to them and asked them, they would probably be the most humble people you would ever meet. Yes. And they would say, oh, my gosh, it's by the grace of God that I'm here and let me show you how I learned or let me teach you how I did this uh, because, They realize themselves, when when the Holy Spirit is just like pouring out of them like that, they know literally it's God, it's not them, and they they will not shut you down. And if someone you reach out to does shut you down, that would be a false prophet, friends. There you go. Go ahead and unfriend them.
1: Moving on to the next person. Yeah, (laughs) That's right, moving on. And there may be those people, and that is God's clear way of shutting a door so that that next person can come into your life to be that person. Yeah. to pull you forward and yeah. encourage you and to bring hope um, to your life and to your walk with the Lord. Well, there you go. So don't despise prophecies. Who would have known we could get all that out of those four little words?
0: I was wondering myself when you said we were talking about this. I was like, well, this ought to be a short one. Another <laughs> <laughs> nothing sure with us. Yeah, and so, you know what? One of my favorite Bible studies that you are struggling right now is The Armor of God by Priscilla Shire. She is one of my very favorite authors and Bible teachers. Incredible. Um, And that was probably one of my favorite books. Give us one of your favorites before we go.
1: Mm, No other gods. Kelly Mentor.
0: Yeah, Kelly Mentor's a big favorite, too.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, all her stuff is so good as well.
0: Yeah, you guys reach out to someone. Ask them what their favorite book is. Ask them who their favorite author is. But always, always, you know, reference back. To the Bible. Absolutely.
1: Hey, thanks for joining us this week on the Center of the Saint. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. See ya.